Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. What's happening, guys? Welcome to It's All Blackademic with me, your host, Jordan Jarrett. Brian, back with another uh, episode of our fantastic show. Thank you very much for joining us once again. Today's show, we're going to have a little bit of fun, yeah? Not everyday activism on It's All Black Academic. We're going to have some fun today on the show. I'm going to speak to my guests on today's show about the subject of marriage and the involvement of money within relationships. And the central question being, is there anything wrong with a person having financial stability as one of the primary, if not the primary quality they look for in a partner, a date, or a wife or a husband, all right? We're gonna get into that in a minute. Just before I intro my guest, don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already here on our YouTube channel. If you're watching us on our website, blackademic.com, if you're not, go and subscribe and join us as a member on our platform as well. Plenty of uh, podcasts, articles, and previous shows on there as well. All right, so so today's show, um, as I mentioned, I'm looking forward to this because this is one that amongst my crew as well here, we had differing views. Mainly I was on one side, everybody else was on the other side, but that's cool, whatever. Um, I've got Taser here from this podcast, Three Shots Tequila. How are you doing, sir? I'm good, man. You well? You? I'm very well, man. I'm very, very good. Thank you very much. Um, I've got a queer here from the podcast, No Shade. How are you? I'm good, thanks. You both? Yeah, I'm good. good. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm nice. I'm nice. I'm nice. I'm hoping that through this podcast today, the show today, that I might be able to try and find a woman or a wife or a partner. That, That's you know, good. Like, there's a bit of self-interest here as well. And I've also got Shelley here from the Failure at 40 podcast too. How are you? I'm well. You? I'm very well. I'm very good. Thank you. All right. So everyone's good. Let me kick off, guys, by asking show of hands on that central question. Who thinks it's problematic or who thinks there is a problem with somebody that's seeking primarily a partner that has financial to be. That's the number one, or number two, top two things in their list that they look for in a partner. Who thinks that's problematic? I think, I think it can be problematic. You think it is? I think it can be. If, if it's the top one or two, I guess, yeah. Everybody else? I don't think it's problematic at all. I think there's nothing wrong with seeking stability. Um, I think like money is very important and I think it relieves a lot of stress in life um, and I feel like if, I, if I'm financially stable then my partner should be equally stable as well because I don't want the headache of like the bills is not paid, the mm. rent is not paid, like no. So he needs to be stable. Yeah, <laughs> I mean if I piggy bank on what she said then I agree. I feel like it gets, it becomes problematic when it becomes past the bills and taking care of the house and each other when it becomes stuff like I want to go and eat out mm -hmm. premium restaurants mm -hmm. every weekend. Mm -hmm or I need you to buy me an LV bag every day. You know, I yeah, think yeah, that's yeah. where it becomes problematic. Right, so I want to ask my crew, um, show of hands in the room, 
Who thinks it's problematic if a person seeks financial stability as one of the top two things they look for in a partner? You have to define financial stability. <laughs> you know what you're saying? So, okay, so let me break it down. On the, on the first date, you have a date. One of the top two things for you you're looking for in that man or that woman is how financially stable they are, um, what their attitude towards money is. Are those one of the top two priorities for you guys in the room? I think getting lots of nods. The thing is, I think you can kind of you can kind of tell sometimes the way a guy's approach towards money is as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So for me, I just feel like if, for example, if we're on a date um, and like the bill comes and he's like shuffling or like he's he's kind of insinuating that you know we're going halves or something, then for me, I just feel like I don't know. It's like why are you shuffling? Like yeah. So on date number one, he should pay. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. That that's just me. Like, why are you inviting me out if you're not going to pay? So, as the man on the panel, what's your reaction to that? On date number one, that, that, should the guy be picking up the, the the lion's share of the of the evening? Yeah, I agree. If it's a thing where he's courting her and he's taking her out and he's showing interest in her and he wants to win her over, then one hundred percent. So, what if she moved to him and on, the, on date number? That's one? where it gets. That's where it's different. Because if she moved to him, yeah. She likes him. She's not sure if he likes her. But is it the nice thing to do to just to pay? It, it doesn't matter if it's nice or not. You like me, so you're taking me out. You're trying to win me over. And that's, nah. and that's where the personally, problem lies. Personally, I wouldn't. Even if I, if, even if I show signs that I like you. You're I'm, expecting him to pay yeah. for dinner, pay for the car. Yeah, because if you didn't like me, you wouldn't be there. Not necessarily. Not like necessarily. If, 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 even if you didn't have any type of interest, because I feel like with men, they're quite picky and like, you're, you, like you, you, you'd only go if you actually see something with that person. So if you didn't at all, then why are you here? No, but even if I did see something, it depends on who initiated the first date. If you said something along the lines of, oh, I'm finishing work at six o'clock, can you meet me, blah, 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 at seven, let's grab a, uh, grab a drink. Mm. I, and I say, cool. I'm not thinking I'm picking up the whole bill. Because that she sense. initiated. Yeah, and it seems very casual. But if I'm saying to you, oh, put on your best dress, I'm coming to pick you up and I drive, I pick you up, I, we go to where I've ch- chosen. The onus is on you then to yeah. pay for that evening. Yeah, so I know that I'm picking up the bill. I can't be doing all of that. And then when we get to the date, um, sorry, get to the restaurant, at the end, I'm looking at you like, yeah, so when are you going to reach for your purse? On, on date number one? Yeah, I just, want to, I, just want, I just actually want to respond to some of the things that are <laughs> saying. So I was going to say, even though somebody may pay for the first date doesn't mean they're financially stable either mm-hmm. um, it might just mean that they've got some money that day mm-hmm. you know and they can often give you illusions about what they provide anyway but on that the idea of chivalry so whether you're broke or rich the idea I think that queer is kind of leading to is regardless on date number one it's it's it, the only should be on the man to pay for the lion's share of that evening I think it depends on the individuals and I've been on dates where I've paid first time I've been on dates where I've gone halves. I've been on dates where they've paid for me. So there's no expectation beforehand from um, you who, who's paying for this, this evening? Whether who asked you out? Not, not really. Okay. I, I think by society's measures, usually it's the man. However, you, you know, there's nothing to say a woman can't do that as well. And, and I have done so. Yeah, no, I agree. I feel like obviously I'm not going out without the expectation of a man should definitely pay and I'm like leaving my purse at home expecting him to pay. But I think if we're on a date and you're like, you're so kind of moving like, like yeah and it's just like okay this is a bit awkward because i'm not paying <laughs> <laughs> so if that happens there's no date number two. Oh no because for me it, it kind of gives i can like it gives me an idea of your, your attitude towards yeah. money and i think if you're broke and obviously like broke is subjective if you're broke i personally don't think you should be going on dates 
Yikes. I agree. No, 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 I agree. I agree. But it doesn't, a date doesn't have to be a, a paying monetary thing. You can go for a walk in the park if you want and just have a conversation. Oh, no, no, yeah. It doesn't have to be about spend. But how many walks in the park can you have? We don't have too many. We don't have too many. This is seven times now we've walked in the park I'm just saying that there can be ways to develop relationships and get to know people without there being a spend or a cost to that at that time. That's what I think. So on the first date thing, I want to stick for a second. Who, who on the panel here is consciously in their mind listening or even asking the questions that are going to give them an idea of how financially stable, financially intelligent that person is? Or is that just unromantic? Is that for that oh, date three, four, five? Yeah, on the first date, no. I'm not interested in, I'm not trying to find out stuff like that. But if, obviously, if you show me stuff, then it's a bit like, I'll be mindful. But I'm not going to probe or ask. It's, no, it's not on your mind, date number no, one. No, because like she said, it could, be, it could be an illusion. You could have all the money now. And then I'm saying, yeah, you guys, she's rich or she's got money. I'm invested in and six months down the line, she hasn't got anything. It's like, for example, if I can reference the show, I think it's called Love is Blind on mm-hmm. Netflix. Mm-hmm. You know the couple that got married and all of a sudden she said, yeah, by the way, I got a five-figure student loan <laughs> debt. And he's like, and now it's our debt. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. So stuff like that, I reckon if he knew, they might not have got married. But all the more reason from date number one to establish what this guy or girl is financially all about. Yeah, but not, I, won't, I won't say date number one. I'm still trying to get to know you in a like a playful way to be start talking about. So I'm, how much you got in your savings? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it hasn't got to be as blatant or as, or as explicit as, so what's in your bank account right now? It can be, I'm trying to work out, is, are, are you guys asking subtle questions or picking up answers that are I giving think, you an idea? Yes. Okay, this guy's... On date one. I think you're, all, I think you I think you're always quietly assessing and yeah. quietly kind of seeing this person fits in the bracket because it kind of defines whether you'll meet them again, whether you'll speak to them again. And not, not just about money, but just in, holistically about everything. How do they manage themselves? Uh, you know, are they ambitious? You know, what have they done with themselves? And I think that all moulds and defines how you see them as a person anyway. So and I, I think, think you're quite doing that all the Yeah, time. just to say as well, I think you can also ask like leading questions like, what do you do for a living? Like, I think those types of- you get the tube here or have you got an Excel? <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I won't judge him because he just, he got the tube here. I won't judge him because of that. But I think you can ask leading questions like, what do you do for, for a living? Like, what are your um, goals and stuff like that? And I think if you have nothing really substantial to say, then I think that can kind of give you an idea as well. Because even though it's like a first day and I think everyone puts, up, puts on a performance, I think you can kind of tell from just a few questions that, you know what, this guy's not serious. So wait, on date one, are you, are you asking questions like, what's your five-year goal? Okay, not, not literally like, what's no, your no, five-year goal, but like, what do you do? Like, so like, in the, like, what are you looking for in the future? What, what are you, like, what are your, um, how do I say it? It's like, what, what are you looking for in terms of like relationship-wise? Are you looking just for a bit of fun? Because like, I like to know in the first stage, so then I'm not thinking, okay, tomorrow we're getting, we're getting married and you're just thinking, yeah, this is just friends with benefits. Yeah, but on date one, I like to know. I like to know what I'm getting myself into. Because that's how girls that's how girls be thinking, oh yeah, like, you know, he's really into me and then he's gone home and thought this was a dead but date. Is that, is that an age thing then? Maybe on first date when you're twenty-four, mm. maybe you're prepared to be a little bit more whatever. Whereas yeah. when you're 35, 36, you true. are thinking, I ain't really got time to be going oh, forward. Okay, that's, that's true. Yeah, that's yeah, different. I hear that. I yeah. think context is important. Yeah. And I and I think where you're at in your life uh, mm-hmm. kind of dictates what kind of questions you're asking. And you probably may even have because some people offer stuff before you even have to ask them you know I've got x amount of children or you know I've lived here or I lived there or I'm well traveled and those things come out without you maybe you haven't to inquire too much just having really gentle conversations without being direct making people think actually does she interested in me or does she want to know who I am through my money yeah and you don't want to feel like an interview as well so I think you have to just slightly throw it in there like so like 
what do you do on your, in your spare time? <laughs> like, just subtly, so, Because yeah. I've got a friend that thinks it's really unromantic to even be thinking, let alone asking about issues of finance and, and, and wealth, and that's for later on. But my response to her was, was that, again, to the age thing, like, she's 37 years old. I'm like, when you're 37 years old and you're single, you need to know, I'm assuming quite early on, like, I don't want to get to date five or whatever, and then I realise that you're really bad with money. Because mm-hmm. if, if we're married, I don't want to discover then at that point that actually you don't know how to work a budget. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So I'm just wondering if, it, if, if how big a role age plays, or is it, is, it, is it irrelevant if you're romantic and you're more focused on, oh, she's really funny, or he's really ambitious, or he's a family person. Are those things that are significantly more important regardless of your age? Yeah, I think they can be important all the time, actually. I think factors can change in terms of context, mm. but I think generally you could find some very astute young people in their 20s, and actually they're going out in exactly the same way in terms of wanting to know what is your ambitions, what are you doing, where are you at now, what kind of background do you come from? They're asking those very important questions early, and you might get 40, 50-year-olds that are still acting like actually they're carefree. And, mm-hmm. I, and I think it is all about context and how the person is. So let me ask you another question now. You're in a relationship, let's just say seven years. So it's, it's proper, it's, it's been going for a little while. If one person in that relationship is earning significantly more than the other person, can there ever be true equality in that marriage slash relationship? I think it depends on who, like if it's the, the female or the or So the we're man. dating, we're, well, we're, we're married seven years. Yeah. I bring in 250K a year. You bring in 30K a year in I'm your happy job. with that. But then well, my question is, <laughs> is it? <laughs> But what I'm asking is, if that's fine, does that mean that we can be truly equal in our marriage? Yeah, because my 50 is coming in from other ways. I'm looking Mm, after the kids, I'm cleaning the house. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's coming in other ways, like um, looking after you, making sure there's food on the table, the kids and all the other stuff. So I think, because I feel like relationships are never going to be like fully 50-50. I think there's always going to be somebody doing more than the other in, in, in different times. So I think if he's bringing more, I am happy. But as long as obviously I'm also bringing some of the table where I'm doing my part in the house. But you're I'm, expecting 50% say on the key decisions in that household? Oh yeah, because it's a partnership. Just because you're earning more than me doesn't mean that I should be. I should keep him because you're, Absolutely. you know, you, you're, you're bringing in a lot of money. That's, I don't think that's... So, so okay, kids. You want to send our kids to regular school. I want to send our kids to private school. There's got to be a decision at the end of the day. Someone's got to move on that one. The fact that I'm bringing in the lion's share of the money, does that not mean that I should then get the bigger say in that sort of decision? No, because we made the kids together. Absolutely not. So, gosh. That's a difficult one because you can afford to. Mm. Mm. So what I would question is, what's her reasons for not wanting to send her child to private school? Is it because you can't afford to? Mm. Because that might be the reason. No, but it's true though. (laughs) Because if you could afford to, that might be something you consider. Mm. So now I'm saying that I'm willing to pay for it. What's the issue? So it's a conversation to have. So on the general premise though of equality, if one is significantly earning more in the household, do you think that that that, that shouldn't play a role in who decides the big decisions in the household or a marriage? I still think it's a partnership at the end of the day. Like you've both chosen each other to grow, to grow with each other. So even though you're earning more, you can't now say, because I'm earning more, I can make the decision. I don't need to like, Sometimes you will make decisions without considering her because you're thinking about what's in her bank account. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's right. And it also Especially makes it sound like you've got more value. 
like you've got more value than yeah. she does and that's not the truth and all she just mentioned all the things that she does at home you may not even be at home mm. you might be working away from home and she does everything the children she takes them up and down all the different things and actually what you do is not all you do so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so really, so yeah. I'm but they may not even see you like you know we get a lot of fathers mm. who may actually may be stationed elsewhere and mums as well they may not be at home but they've got significant amounts of finance coming in but mum is doing the most of it but that's the partnership isn't it so yeah. her value is still as much as that 250 you're bringing in she's just doing it in different ways also, I think it becomes problematic when the, the woman is earning that 250. I think that's when the problem starts because then the man is thinking, oh, yeah, just because you earn 250, you feel like you can mm. run the house and tell me what to do. Da, 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 da. I think, yes, yeah, so I think I, for, for my peace of mind, I just would rather my husband earn 250. Of I hear what she's saying because um, I guess um, if, we're on, if we're being honest, it's our ego. Mm where if the woman's earning more even when even you, you might not even be earning more let's say you just you earn less so let's say she's earning 50 and you're you were earning 100 mm -hmm. but then you've got yourself into like a financial situation where you you now have to kind of like remove yourself from whatever company or whatever you were doing and now you're earning like 30 or 40 there's going to be problems in the house because you're used to being that guy that comes in with that demeanor who earns 100 or 250 and now you're earning less than her the decisions you thought you were making based on you earning more like she said now it's diminished, but your, your value's still there. But if you put the value on the fact that you earn more, you're going to have an issue when you now earn less. So it's going to become problematic. Mm -hmm. And it might not even be a thing where she's making you feel small because you earn less. It's all in your head. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, oh, I can't even let a woman tell me what to do. I'm, I'm the breadwinner. Yeah. No, you're not. So then what? You're still going to want to grow with her. You're still going to want to try to uh, sort yourself out to get back to earning 250. But for that particular time period, how are you going to now navigate in your household? And also, um, I feel like a lot of men also attach like their, their like social status to like money as well. So I think they tend to kind of feel like emasculated if a woman is earning more, and it's just like they feel like they're not, um, they're not, they're, they're not manly. They're not, they're not the head of the house. They can't lead on certain decisions. So I feel like if a, if a, if a man's earning more, personally, I just think it's it's just a good way to just stroke their ego and just make them feel like yes I'm the man and I can you know just make them think that way yeah, but yeah. really but, they're not <laughs> mm, that's not the man's fault per se that's society's fault like, a lot of people broke shame mm. it's not our fault I mean if I don't have money okay for example okay, let me give you an example if I earn 250 you earn 30k mm. but every time you go on a date we go on Nando's would you have a problem yeah because why are we going Nando's <laughs> <laughs> so are you did, are you saying we should go Sexy fish, happy yeah, I mean, What, okay. because I earn 250? We earn 250. Oh, nice. Exactly, yeah. We I love that. I love that. I love that. Now it's me. Now it's me. But I got to 250 because I made certain decisions where I focused on just going Nando's. Yeah, but that doesn't mean we should live off Nando's for the rest of our life. Like, it's, we need to it's enjoy... It's good before, so why yeah, not... we need to enjoy the, the like, the, the rewards, rewards the, the of... The rewards of my hard work. work. Our, our hard work. Because <laughs> maybe, maybe I pushed you mentally mm. to get you there. To, there's times where you felt like, you know what, I couldn't do it. And I'm like, go for that promotion. So, I mean, I think a woman's emotional support really helps a man as well. And I think it shouldn't be, like devalued so just because you've, you've managed to get to that 250 I helped you too so we have to enjoy that 250 together <laughs> so let me put in the mix now um I'm hoping you guys have heard of Kevin Samuels mm -hmm. oh yeah while well, we're getting nods right um for those that haven't seen him he's quite controversial I think let's say uh, an American speaker I mean what would you describe him as what would you call him he says image consultant yeah. image consultant okay um but he's become quite controversial because he's he delivers to mainly women um, what he would say are truths about the kind of guy they're looking for and why they are single and why they can't get the guy they want. So his big thing is, is that women that want a high value man 
aren't looking at what they're bringing to the table. So first of all, what are your general views on him and his views on relationships slash women? And do you think there's anything in this central premise that if you are a woman seeking a high value man, you have to understand that you won't get that man because there are reasons for it, i.e. you might not be attractive enough. You might not, you might be slightly overweight. You might not be in a bracket that that man is seeking. What, what are your general views on Kevin Samuels? He's controversial. Mm -hmm. Some things that he says are very real, very true, <clears throat> but his delivery is just interesting mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. how he puts that over. Because I think you can have these conversations. Um, I think historically women have never really had equality in terms of earnings um, with men. So there's always been, you know, women being at home, men going out and earning. That's been an age old thing that's been happening. I think that's kind of changed a little bit more now. Mm -hmm. So the fact that he's kind of saying, well, you know, what are you bringing? If he earns a lot of money and you're ex, why should you be able to have a man of this sort? And it kind of says that we can't aspire you know, to have to have better or to want better, but only if you have got the money can you have that. But I don't I don't think it's even money he's saying. I think he's saying if you're a woman who's single and you want a man, he calls him high value men, who's earning a hundred K a year plus, you have to be aware. There's nothing wrong in seeking that guy. If the main thing in your mind is I want a man that's bringing in a hundred K a year, he's saying that's fine. I've got no issue with that. But what are you bringing? And you have to understand, as he says it, if you are not attractive, those 100k plus men have a very wide pool of people they can pick from. Why would I pick you? But then attraction is like, again, attraction is subjective, like, you, like I feel like what you might find attractive, someone else might not. So we say that, but I don't know many but millionaires with unattractive... There are! There are some millionaires with granny looking vibes, <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? And they happen with it. And I think also as well, like, if, let's just say I, if I wanted a 100k man, um, there's nothing wrong with me, I'm not saying me like personally, but I think there's nothing wrong with a woman bringing nothing to the table um, because as long as a man is aware and he knows what he's going for, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. I feel like, why should you always have to, like why does, there's so much pressure on a woman to always have to bring something to the table, but what, what, do, what are men bringing as well? I brought I'm bringing table. 100K to the table. <laughs> well, I'm gonna make the table look nice. And that's what I'm here. <laughs> the reason why you're saying you want this 100K plus guy is because of him earning 100K. No one's bringing up the way he looks. No one's bringing up the way he treats people. No one's bringing up um, whether he wants kids or not. It's just the fact that he earns 100K. And that's the issue that I have. Mm -hmm. Whenever they call him up, they say high value, high value, but they focus on the financial side of things. So if you're gonna focus on the financial side of things, he's saying, based on the men that I work with, because I'm an image consultant, all the guys that I have on my database that earn 100K, this is what they want. That's what he's saying. I'm not saying what he's saying is right or wrong, mm -hmm. but he's speaking from a um, perspective of all the men that he sat down, liaised with, and what the end result, what they want. So when you call up and he now looks at you and he asks you these questions and you can't answer these questions or you're dancing around the question, the guy that you're claiming you want doesn't want that. But, he, but he, Kevin Samuels comes from this place of where he's attacking your self-esteem, where he's saying to women, no. have you seen yourself? Do you know what you mm -hmm. look like? But, Do you know what age you are? You're not able to get these men at these ages. When it's you, very when we, sorry attacking. To come, but when we say this, yeah, in his defence, he does it to men too. Sure. Sure, but like I there's think videos where he's done it to men, but it seems to be the ones that when he does it to women that goes viral. Go, yes, but he are. definitely does it to men as sure. well. There's one guy that called up and he said, yo, I have a problem. I'm, I'm trying to get like high value or more attractive women, but I'm overweight. Um, I don't have, I don't, I think he said he makes like a thousand bucks a month. He's like, do you have a big dick then? He said, no. He said, above, then what are you bringing, what are you to, bringing the table? to the table? So he does it to men as well. He's just literally saying that whoever you are and what you aspire to get, this is what they want based on what he, has done his research on. If you can't fulfill that, then 
you're going to have to change something. Do you, do you think what he says is true? Do you think that it is... It depends on which conversations you're talking about. But the majority of them. Some of them, yeah. If he looked at me and said, you know what, Taser, um, you're overweight. I can't say, ah, oh, I don't like it coming from you, but the doctor's telling me the same thing. Mm. Like some, some women have actually gone back and gone, I'm overweight. Just because he's saying it, to me, saying it to me and it's direct, I'm offended, but what he's saying isn't wrong. But so I guess what I'm trying to say is that I don't necessarily think it's true because you are somebody who's, I don't know, bigger in size, that you can't find somebody who's a good earner who wants to love you for who but you he, are. But he's not, I'm not saying, saying, saying but he's, that. He, but he's in a blanket of, of no, what he's he not, thinks. But he's not, well, based on what I'm watching, he's not saying that. He's, remember, they're calling him. So he's basically telling you all the stuff that he's heard from his client. You might get someone else who's a millionaire that doesn't care about stuff like that. Good, to, good for you. But he's just basically saying the general consensus based on the men that he's met, this is what they're after. Do you fulfill that? Maybe. Okay. If you want it to turn into a yes, these are the things that you need to do. That's it. Have you ever seen a millionaire matchmaker? And yeah. This is this woman that goes out and she kind of matches people to millionaires, whether it's a woman who's got a lot of money or the man who's got a lot of money. And she will kind of home in on things like that. Okay, well, we're going to have to change you up a little bit. We're going to scrub you up a little bit so you're a bit more sort of attractive to people. But at no point does it come across where I need to attack you in front of people. Do you feel like, because that's what I see. Mm. Of Kevin they call him though. Even I, so, I, I think I his delivery. That. I think his delivery's off. I think that's what it is. Yeah, I think I agree. You, that's I how agree. he gets I his following, though. I think that's how he's. Yeah, I think he can soften it because I think, especially like with weight and stuff like that. I think um, women are quite like sensitive about it. Um, so I think for me, I just think his delivery is quite off. I, I, I hear what you're saying, but first of all, I only hear apart from Taser, women saying about his delivery being off. Men kind of get it, and secondly, if we're to believe him, he's saying, "Look, I'm trying to find you a husband. I'm trying to help you." I can pussyfoot around it and I can, you know, be soft and give you nice language. That ain't going to help you get a husband. I need to let you know the reality is this. You want that guy over there that's earning 100k? Cool. You might have to lose some weight. But he doesn't know all the, the men with 100k though. He doesn't. He, cannot, he, he doesn't. He doesn't appall. He does know. He, but, but he will also comment on age. No, you're too young. Mm. You're too old. Yeah. And you got a child? No one ain't looking for you now. What, you're 40? 45? You I think the harsh reality is that a lot of men who earn, who earn that kind of money, mm. they're not looking for a 45-year-old woman with two kids. Now, if that's right or wrong, it's a different discussion. But he's just giving you the reality. I'm and telling you what men are telling me they want. And Listen to it or don't. And also, you could lean on the fact that there is a 45-year-old woman with two kids who has now dating a millionaire. They might be that one anomaly or many, mm. but that doesn't mean it's going to happen for you. Mm. Sure. Like for me, I just feel like life isn't fair. And if you're going to call him up, it's because you kind of want to hear what, you want, what he wants to say. Fair, the yeah. fact that he's kind of gone viral, some women are now calling him to challenge him. We've seen that where... They're trying to challenge him and they don't really have they a They want problem. their moment in the sun. Yeah, so, but generally speaking, I don't think what he's saying is wrong. I do believe that sometimes his delivery is a bit... Mm, I mean, it. I actually think it's, it's, it's rare to hear a man who's as vocal and confident as he is to try and educate women on what could potentially be better or, or help them. I don't think many do that. I haven't seen so many. If they have, I haven't really seen that much. So that's in itself is a good thing. Just last thing on him. Does it matter the, that he's giving this advice from a position of being single? It does, because no. you're doing a whole lot of talking, <laughs> but you're single. And why have you not found your 100K woman or that? Do you know what I mean? There's, there could be issues with him that women aren't flocking at him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I just think it's a bit... Is it the, is it, is it's it the bit, whole, you're a dentist, but yeah, your teeth are all Yeah, up. it's yeah. a bit hypocritical for you to be chatting all of this and telling women, oh, you need to lose weight, da 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 But have you checked yourself? Because he's not the most attractive looking man. So... Why did you say no? Because... I mean, if I've been in a relationship and it's failed, that doesn't mean I can't talk to you about relationships. 
you can but not in the t in the way that it's like what you're saying is like absolute like he's basically saying that this is what i've researched this is literally what all men are saying and no he's not me. he's not saying but that. for me that i feel like that's the way it comes that's across, it's across and, and, and a lot of women are, f are feeling that okay you know what if i if i want 100k man i need to go to the gym i need to go and get a bbl i need to do da, da, da. when you, when you speak to these um 100k men they probably don't even care about all that stuff okay let me let me give you an, uh, an example yeah if one of my boys comes to me and says listen comes to me says listen i'm tired of not, like not being able to get attractive women what do i need to do and i look at him and he's overweight hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th do you want to tell people the big news all right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Then you tell him. You're not going to say to him, you're fat, you know? Yeah. No, you, I could you, be my friend. No, but that's not how you... No, but you're going to say to him, I think you need to lose a bit of weight. This you be help, but this, but I'm talking about my delivery. See exactly. how I said it first? Yeah. Which was just negative. It's not going to help his self-esteem. Well, that's my friend. That's my friend. Wait, wait, wait. But you're still going to tell your friend but in a way that he's going to be able to receive, not in a way that's going to break him down and make him feel worse. But and I like, have an emotional attachment to my friend. Uh, yes. And also depends, it also depends on the nature of your friendship where you have some friends where you can literally be direct and say, listen, you're fat, mate. Like, you need to lose a few pounds whereas I think these people that he's talking to he doesn't know them exactly it's, 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 so therefore you shouldn't be telling them oh you're fat you can't get this da, da, no but da, my da. point is he doesn't have an emotional attachment to all of these people that are calling him up so he doesn't have time to kind of butter sugarcoat it, it and butter it up I'm telling Fair. you what it is if you don't want to hear remember you can lock off the phone you know yeah, yeah, yeah. if yeah, you don't want to hear it fine but there's a way to talk to people manners cost you absolutely nothing you know just to be able to deliver something in a way that people can either get it or they don't Would that's it have fine the same impact though because like I, I, I think that's he, fair he's talking yeah. about results he's saying I want to find you a man I could go semi-hard and it might work or I can give you the realness that might hurt for two days but actually sinks in and you know what he's right you know I'm a little bit overweight if I want to get that rich millionaire next door to me I might have to lose a little bit of weight the, the, the delivery I think is harsh but is it necessary and you I think he's I mean? also low-key doing it because he knows the attention that is getting him as well I think he, he, he kind of puts a little oomph in it to, because he knows people are going to watch. Mm -hmm. And like like he was saying, that girls are calling him and challenging him and stuff like that. So I think he kind of makes it a bit extra because he knows that it's going to get him the attention. I'll be interested to know what it would be like, like one-on-one -on -one kind of conversation yeah. outside of like the YouTube. I'd have to see more men, more men calling up like we spoke of, you mm -hmm. know, high-value men, men who aren't doing so well, men who want direction. I'd love to see more of that. I think that would be... Mm -hmm. And what these 100K men look like as well because they could be only 100K, but... 
are they are they attractive? But that's the that's his point. They don't need to be. Yeah, but to, to be honest, there's, all, there's, <laughs> there's, 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 there's a mean? lot of, you know, millionaires and I miss that, you know, just walk everyday people, mm-hmm. you know, and they're not going around looking like, you know, they're dressed mm. up to the nines and they are interacting and dating people just as normal. I mean, I don't know what it's like in America because obviously I live in the UK and I think yeah. it's very different, you know, how, how, how we date, what we look at. So do you think that's the issue in itself then? Because you're calling up saying I want a man that just earns 100k, but the criteria is very... Linear. Like, yeah. yeah, I just yes. think, I, me personally, I just think focusing on that Okay, he has 100k now. What? So let's say you have every, a guy that ticks all your boxes, but he has 90k. I, I, as I said earlier on in my when you first asked the question, I think it becomes problematic if you use money as your benchmark or mm. your barometer to choose whether somebody is uh, the right person for you. We know that lots of people with money can be arrogant. They can mm-hmm. be very challenging. You could end up married to them. They're not sharing none of your money with yeah, you, and there's true. a nice prenup. You know, so I think we need to just look at other things that are value. And I think you spoke of some of those things earlier as well. There's all these other things that I do that bring value and weight and wealth to the situation. But I think for me, I think it's we cannot deny the importance of money mm. in a relationship I think it may not be like obviously yeah we have to look at other things as well but I think we have to like we have to be real with ourselves like living living is expensive you know? <laughs> Absolutely. everything costs so I just think we have to be we have to be smart as well as much as we want like the fairy tale romantic like he's a good guy he you know he's this he's that I think we also need to take into account money as well so on, on, on that point then do you think there's anything wrong in the kind of almost blatant exchange if you like of if the, my guy is bringing in the money and I think cause it's important for us to live a certain lifestyle, I have to bring something to the table as well. And, and if so, what is that thing as, as a woman? What do you think, okay, if he's bringing in the money, we're living a certain lifestyle, we're financially stable. What is, it, what is it fair to assume the woman can bring to the table that makes it a fair, a fair, a fair marriage, a fair relationship? I think she might have the emotional intelligence. She might, have the stre- that she might actually even be the driving force. Mm. And I think you mentioned that earlier. She might be the one who's um, actually got the action plans and the person mm. who's planning where they're going and navigating that vision for the family. And he's actually just bringing the money in. Mm. Um, but also I think it can be quite simplistic to kind of say, yes, I want him to have 100K. You know, you don't have to put a figure on that. You just want him to be able to be self-sufficient, show what his ambition is, show what his kind of weight in the world is. And also, she might also be an earner as well. There's nothing to say that she's not earning similar money, you know? Do, do you guys believe in traditional gender roles in a relationship? To a certain extent. Go on. Um, I think in terms of, like, like we were just talking about, I think in terms of like... Um, leading the house and like making sure like the bills and stuff like that are paid i think in that sense i do believe it i think also women should own you know some of the domestic like roles and stuff like that but i still also believe that a man should also like take part but i think as a woman you know that you know this is this this side of the house i need to like own own that part um but yeah but i think also like just going back to what you were saying in terms of i think it it depends on the arrangement as well i think there are some men out there who don't mind having just a trophy like a trophy wife and her just doing nothing and just looking good on his arm so i think it depends on the arrangement as long as everyone's clear about what they're seeking in that relationship then it's fine i don't have to necessarily um bring something to the table some women feel like as long as they look good and the happy the, the man is happy with that Taser, I've got a lot of friends and people I know that will talk about, no, I'm a woman, I should be able to earn what I want and I can do my thing, independent of them, that sort of stuff. But then when it really comes down to it, they really want a man that can look after them. That, 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 they, that they know when I come home, bills paid, there's food in the fridge. That's, what they, that's when you really drill it down, they kind of come into. Even there's a lot of, 
there's a lot of faux talk about this independentness that women often talk about. 100%. But really, they want a guy yeah. that can hold it down. And words are powerful, you know. So, you know, when you're praying for this, you, you need to be specific about what you're praying for. <laughs> because it gets confusing. So, um, I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to be independent. Or wanting to get your own and earn. And not feel like you have to rely on a man. But at the same time, it goes back to the ego point. The man wants to know that he can take care of his woman. Not like damsel in distress or anything like that, but I want to know that I can take care of it. Is that important to you? 100%. If you're going to push this whole independent thing, and I feel like I can't take care of you, we're going to, we're going to clash. Like, yeah, the bills are paid, um, the kids are cool, the house is, the, the roof is on the house, whatever, but stuff like me buying you gifts and you're telling me, oh, I, can, I can buy that myself. I'm like, what? Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. I want to be able to know that I'm bringing something and you feel good inside you can show, your, show yeah, it off yeah. to your girls and be like, oh my God, look what my man got me. Mm-hmm. But if you're telling me, oh, I can buy that myself as well, but no one cares about that. It's, you're going to have a problem. So what do you want? Do you want a man that looks after you or do you want to be independent? It's going to be, it's going to be a point where it clashes. So the two, the two can't coexist? I think it can. It can, but it depends on the level of independence you're talking about. What I've noticed is that gender roles are switching more and more. Um, I've noticed quite a lot of women um, who are the main earners in their homes. Um, dads are doing the whole pick up school kind of thing and they're at home, they're being stay at home dads. Um, I've noticed there's a growing trend in this. See, I don't know a lot of those women. I know a lot of women that earn a lot of money now. Mm-hmm. They tend to be single. Mm. They tend to be single. I don't know a lot of women that are earning more if they're 35 now. I don't know a lot of them that are earning what they're earning now than say a 35 year old 10 years ago. They're earning good, good money and they work hard. They tend to be single. I find a definitely a mix of it. I find either the single or, or, the, or the, the husband or the partner, his role is, a li- I don't want to call it diminished, mm. but definitely he's maybe doing more of the female aspects of things. But, but, he's, but this is a positive way. He's happy to do that. But does it work because he's doing that? Well, well, I think they both have to play their roles. No, but I'm saying, is that relationship working because sure, he's decided it, to... Yeah, absolutely. Probably yeah. maybe if he was, he might feel maybe inferior I guess if he wasn't doing that and still not having a job where he's meeting that same sort of income I think with income comes bits of control especially if like now your partner's giving you your spending money you know and actually when you get on her nurse she's like "Mm." (laughs) you're not going out today because I'm gonna give you the money so there's a lot of control in that Um, but I have definitely seen there's a a big change in it and dad's doing a lot more also just to say as well you know how like you said um, the women who are like earning more as well and like they're 35 and stuff like that. I think also it has to do with men feeling intimidated by those women. I think that's why a lot of the time, when, when, when a man sees that, you know, like he was saying, when a woman's got her shit, she's got, can I swear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's got yeah, her no, shit no, and everything. It's cool, it's cool, it's cool. <laughs> she's got her shit and everything, you know, she's, she's got a good job, she's doing this, and I think some, some men feel like, am I really going to, like, can I take care of her because she's got all her shit? Like, she, she doesn't really need me. I think that's why sometimes some women are, like 35 and single and they feel like, you know what, I've got my career, you know, everything is stable, but it's just that, that guy that I can't find. And I think sometimes it has to do with men feeling kind of intimidated. That's because they're that. basing their value on their money as well. Like men will base their value yeah, on yeah. what they're earning. Yeah. And actually they've got so much more to give than just that. Yeah, exactly. But how do you, how do you overcome that in a sense where women now, some women, let me not speak for all, some women, because they're 35, earning a lot of money, can take care of themselves, they're quick to throw it in a guy's face. And stuff. So that's not the woman for I, him? That's not no, the woman but, for but him? No, but some guys don't actually care about that. Not in the sense of, I don't care if you're not earning money, you can be a bum and, and I'll still date you. But in a sense of, that's not why I'm trying to date you. I understand you can take care of yourself. But remember, I want to step into this situation knowing I can take care of you too. So it's not, I wouldn't say it's intimidation. I feel like it's, because I've, I've been on a date where the girl's consistently telling me that she's good, she's good. And I'm like, 
why do you keep telling me this? And then she comes it, from a... Um, it could be due to, like, trauma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does, it does. It comes from a household. Yeah. So yeah. her mum was basically a stay-at-home mum and, and she saw that her dad just walked all over her. Her dad made all the decisions in the household. Mum didn't really have a say. And when she was younger, it was fine because she was just like, okay, dad's just buying everything, cool. But as she got older, she became more conscious of what's going on around her. She was like, I don't actually want this. Like, mum just felt... It feels like, okay, mum wants to go on holiday to India, for example. Dad's like, nope, we're going to Dubai. But I want to go to India. Nope, we can't afford it, so we're not going. And it's like, mm, that's not actually fair. She wants to go. So she can't make decisions by herself because she's not bringing anything. So for her, she was like, nope, I'm going to work hard and I'm going to be able to have my own money. And now that she's older, mid-30s, now that's her driving force. That I need to be have my own money. And any man that comes into my situation needs to know that I'm a breadwinner myself. And I think like, I'm, yeah, I think I'm that similar in that way. It's something that would claim in your power in lots of ways. And that's what I was saying about control, the control that can be yielded from somebody who earns a little bit more money. You know, they've got a lot more control over the decision making. I think you asked that question earlier mm. as well. Should they have the lion's share of making those decisions? And what's the weight on that? And, then, and absolutely, it should be equal. You know, we should still be able, as a partnership, to be able to say, actually, I don't know as much as you, but this is what my opinion is. Francis, come true, my director here, because we spoke about this before we started filming. Talk about what you were trying to school me on, because you were wrong, but we can discuss it. That's cool. cool. You lost the argument. But you're making some decent points about the importance that money plays in a, in a marriage. Um, just to kind of repeat briefly what, it's not the money that's the problem. You think it's the underlying problems that come before the money. It's problematic. I think there were underlying problems in terms of character. Um, that was one of the things that we mentioned. I think you brought up an example of what about if somebody's someone ends up being disabled or something like that at yeah. some point? Obviously, we went in different tangents, but not to go off on too many tangents. I feel like there are a lot of underlying factors. So just to go on your point, um, where we haven't even talked about someone could just have a lack of humility. That's why they didn't want to go on that trip on India. He wanted to go. He wanted to go to Dubai. Yes, he's using the money as a way of he's using the money as a way of saying. Okay, this is, I don't want to do this, so I want to do that. But underlying that, it's just a character flaw of his, his money, he uses money, there are people who use money as a way of, you know, just showing their arrogance. So I feel like, yes, while not to underplay how important it is, you know, I feel like there are other factors as to why people, money is just a tool. Again, money is just a tool that they use to display underlying factors that could be humility, arrogance. I want to go to India, I want to go to Dubai, but the wife says, just because the wife's not earning as much, she can't have a say. Of, well, of course she should be able to mm-hmm. have a say. But if I have underlying factors like my arrogance, I'm just using my money to show that. Mm-hmm. You know, so I feel like sometimes we don't discuss that enough. Um, that's not to discredit your point, sis, in the fact that we shouldn't talk about how making good money, but there are some underlying factors as to why that. And people just use money as a tool to display whatever underlying factors, both positive or negative. There are rich people who have a lot of money who just you know, who still have humility. So also how much do you guys think race and culture plays a role in our openness to talk about money in relationships? Do, do you think that that does play a role? As black people, we, it maybe is quite linear in that I earn this, you earn that, and that's the way it is. Or do you think we're kind of becoming much more um, central in our thinking about being, openness, uh, being open, open about discussing money in relationships and marriages? Yeah, I agree. I think we, I think yes. I think more so it's been an issue um, culturally. Um, I think different cultures will discuss different things more so. Mm. And I think definitely within the, within the black community, you know, we've come into money only within the last, you know, I don't know. We haven't been big earners over as long as maybe some other cultures have been. And I think that impacts how what we discuss, what we expect, what we want to emulate of other societies as well, I think comes into play a lot. 
I mean, I come from an events background and I've been doing events for about nine years now. And whenever I do an event where I need like an, a high bar spend, there's a few um, friends that I phone that are not necessarily making their money the straight and narrow. Mm -hmm. So the arrogance that comes with that, um, sh you can see that in the social setting, but girls flock to that or women flock to that. So imagine the average nine to five guy in, in the same club looking at that thinking, hold on, I'm earning my money legally, but this guy doesn't earn it legally. But so he's, he's happy to mm. throw it mm -hmm. or spend it frivolously, but you're attracted to that. So then it becomes a problem where you're asking me how much I earn, but mine is hard work. And this guy is, is yeah, okay, it's hard work, but it's not essentially yeah. the right way. Yeah, yeah. And you're more drawn to that as opposed to me. Like I'm making, I have a, re I have a um, reason to make better decisions with my money because of how I'm making it, as opposed to these guys that you seem to be drawn to. Mm -hmm. So that kind of affects the whole dating side of things as well, because it's like, you might experience this guy and that guy and that guy, but the way they're making their money isn't the right way. And then when you now meet an, a regular guy who earns a nine to five, but he's, he's a high earner, he's not gonna spend his money the same way them guys were. So that might become an issue as well. And it's like, oh, but my ex-boyfriend used to do it. It's like, but the way he was getting his money is not the same as the way I'm getting my money. So I can't spend it like that. Plus, you might even have um, plans or you want to invest in property and assets. And I don't know if you've seen that, that um, there's this new show and they were talking about the guy, basically the, they're in a relationship. I think they're in a relationship for about two, three years. The guy wants to invest in property. She's more invested in LV bags and Prada mm -hmm. hats. And mm -hmm. there's a disconnect mm -hmm. because, and it's his money, by the way, that she wants to spend, not hers, it's his money. So when he's, and he's very, he, he mentioned that he was very transparent in what he's earning. He's shown her but all she sees is numbers, and she sees a lot of numbers, so she's like, why can't you buy me more gifts? And he's basically trying to tell her, listen, because I'm trying to get a, prop a property, I'm trying to get on a property ladder. Like, why don't you understand that? And she so, just- So do you think there's a lot of women now that aren't, aren't responding well to the, the guys that are trying to earn their money the right way? It might take longer, mm -hmm. but they're generally drawn to the, the, the quick buck. Yeah, and I, I blame I blame Instagram. I think the problem as well is that <laughs> I think the problem as well is that um, a lot of men are um, behaving or performing in a certain way in the beginning. So you've already set the expectation that let's just say for example, to you yeah, yeah. So you, you're, you're in the beginning. Let's just say you're buying her this LV bag. You're taking her to all these nice places, and then once you've gotten her, it's like now you want to reduce that kind of. That, that kind of lifestyle and it's like oh now you want to talk about saving for a house and da 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 but it's like why were you not why introduce like what people say why introduce me to a lifestyle that you can't maintain if you knew that this whole lifestyle was not you you did you, you you knew what kind of woman you were going for and that's why you you were betraying this sort of lifestyle to kind of get me but is this a cultural issue that i think that's what you were kind of mm -hmm. saying are we happy to have these conversations or not because of what cultures we may or may not come from and and i guess that's that's part of the conversation i get, are we saying all women just want money and what men are high earners well i, I mean a lot, of my, a lot of the going to instagram a lot of the accounts that i follow will be black people or black accounts mm -hmm. and I, I see a lot of people that are going to the, that are drawn towards the people that have the Louis bags and that, that sort of lifestyle. So maybe other cultures are doing it as well, but I definitely see it within our culture. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? I think that's problematic. I think we're influenced by hip hop, the celebrity culture, mm -hmm. and the example that you just gave, again, it goes back to the guy trying to court you. If he's competing with someone who can f buy you an LV bag and it means nothing to him, mm -hmm. then, and you're, 
you're like, oh my God, do you know what I mean? Like, everyone's, oh my God, he's got mm. me a healthy bag. Mm. Like, that's what we see. So mm. it feels like that's what he has to do. Now that he's got in you, he's saying, listen, okay, cool, forget that playbook. This is the playbook. And you're like, no, I, think I still want that one. That's why I'm single. That's why I'm still single. I'm doing it the right way, the, lo- the wrong way. I can't, I can't just buy it. <laughs> yeah, but, then it but then when you meet that woman, you know that, you know what, I did it she the right way me. and this is what she's in for. I think a lot of men are just doing things because they think, oh, oh, that's what a woman is on Instagram and stuff like that, when really and truly, you just need to get to know that woman and find out what she actually wants and stop assuming that every woman wants to go to Hakkasan or all these different things, because I think when you start playing... But when you start, <laughs> <laughs> thinking, when you, when you start playing into these like ideals and stuff that you see on Instagram, then you get that woman and then you're upset mm-hmm. that later on down the line, she doesn't want to invest in the stuff that you want to invest mm-hmm. in. I think also going back to the cultural stuff as well, I think black people also, like we've come from struggle, so I think a lot of the times as well, like we kind of, that's why we place so much value on money because we've come from struggle and it's just, you know, every, everyone wants to have their own, everyone wants to have, be independent and things like that. So I think it really comes from the fact that we don't want to go back to that struggle. We don't want to go back to what our parents were. But let me push back on that a little bit because I think at what point do we move away from that? Because I often, I, I, I do agree with you, mm. but at what point do we look around what's going on and look at other communities and realise that that's not how they're living and they have long money. How much longer are we going to keep this excuse of, Oh, when I was when I was poor, you know, I didn't have any money. I was young. That's why I've got seventy nine pairs of Nikes. Mm. Yes. At what point do we break away from that? Well, I was just going to respond to what Sister was talking about just now, just the fact that where these conversations taking place culturally. So, like this is almost the start of how you mm. start moving away. You know, when you're going on that that date or where you're dating this person for X amount of time, when do you start having conversations around this? Just like naturally, loosely, gently, not because you're you're judging them, but you just want to see where their minds are. You know, and how we move forward as a community into other kind of realms. I mean, once upon a time we used to be doing things like partners. I'm not sure if you know mm-hmm. what those are. You know, and this was just about bringing the community in terms of their money forward. And I think now we're doing a lot of things individually you know, in a more insular way, when we actually need to come back to this sort of village mentality, where we're doing, helping each other, moving away from, I haven't got, and if I haven't got, it means I'm not enough. You know, all my mm. value is based on X, when there's so much other things. If your partner is constantly buying you gifts that are not expensive, or even he's made them, but he's really, really wealthy, is that a problem for you? So he's a high value man, but every time your birthday comes around, he's making you... I don't know. Paper mache, you know. <laughs> I get you. I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I, I understand. Something that isn't um, a cost for him. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I would prefer that he decided to do, cook something from scratch himself and give it to me in that way. That to me, that okay, would be... Okay, so what if he cooked every year for your birthday? And that was it? That was if it was present. something where he struggled with and he couldn't do it and it's something that's heartfelt, tough for him, but he's gone out of his way to do it okay. for me, right? Uh-huh. Then I can appreciate that. But if it's something that means nothing to him, yeah, just send her something. Send it on Amazon, whatever, it's fine. So, so let me ask you, if I'm making spag bowl every birthday for you and that's your present, but I'm bringing in 100k a year. Are you struggling to make the spag bowl? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the point. My spag bowl's all right, to be fair, but all right, something that I can't, let's say it was a struggle. Mm. Is that good enough for you? I think on one birthday, one birthday. yeah, that's fine. But every year? No. Every year, no, because then you're taking the piss. Like, you can't be feeding me but spag bowl. It was bowl made with food. love. Should have mastered it by now, though. And like, change it up. Exactly. Yeah, by change the it up. birthday, you should have mastered the spag bowl. All right, what if it's a different, different dish? Every year, I'm making a different dish Yeah, but for that's you. not my love language. I, I don't care for... What's your love language? Acts of service. Okay, okay. And, and quality time. Okay. And I think, that's, I think that's where you need to study your partner and know, because I think your love language might be cooking food and you know all that stuff whereas hers might be completely different so i think where, where you're not listening to each other she might you might think i've done i've gone to sainsbury's i've done everything i've cooked you this amazing like food and everything but she's thinking yeah but that's not for, like 
this isn't good enough. So Funny I think we need to study each other. Funny enough, touching on that, yeah, I, I do feel like when men feel like um, they can't give quality time or acts of service, mm. they replace it with gifts. Mm. It's like, let me just shut her up with this. Mm. Or let me just shut her up with that. And then it just adds on, adds on. And before, you know, she can have all the gifts in the world, but if, she, if she's not getting your quality time, it's still going to become a problem. But what I, what I guess what I'm, I'm trying to work out is, is if I'm a 100k man a year and all I'm doing is acts of service, does it irk you as ladies? Yeah, because then you're stingy. Okay, so now it's coming out now, you see what I mean? <laughs> Where's the LV bag? But every now and again, maybe give me <laughs> Thoughtful stuff. Like you can't be feeding me spaggle every single birthday because how? But I made it with love. Yeah, okay. but it's not enough. Love is not always enough. I have, oh. I have a question. I have a question. <laughs> coming on, out. I have a question on the flip side. Yeah. Mm. So let's say your man earns a lot of money. Mm. Yeah. And for example, anything like you could have woken up in the morning here a LV bag. Oh my God! You got home from work. You're safe. Prada bag. Like, no, 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 no. I'm just saying. <laughs> let's say it was on the flip side. Would mm. you turn around and say, "Listen, you need to manage your money a bit more efficiently." Or would you just enjoy the fruits of his labor? I would enjoy it and it'd be like, at the same time, you need to manage your money properly. Like, you can't... Really? Really? Yeah, really? I would. <laughs> yeah. I would. I would. I would say, babe, like, I love this, but it's too much now. Like, relax. Okay, okay all right. Um, <laughs> let me just end on the fact that so many marriages end due to financial issues. Mm. Um, how important is it to discuss who's earning what? Do you have an issue in telling your partner exactly what you earn? Or should there be some level of, this is what I earn, and you know, roughly ballpark. How, how important is it during a marriage or long-term relationship to talk about? Extremely, extremely important. I think if you're not having these conversations, you're definitely gonna go down a slippery slope. Mm -hmm. I think it's uh, in terms of just, just planning your future, your visions with each other, there has to be an open conversation about how you're both gonna contribute. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think it's important. You guys agree? Yeah, yeah, I agree, but I do. I'm, I'm very, I'm a strong. Recently, I'm a strong believer in you having your own account. I have my, me having my own account, and then we have a joint account mm, that we that put works. an amount in. So let's say, based on what you, and let's say we, depending on what we're earning, we decide to put ten percent of whatever we're earning. So if I'm on hundred k, I put whatever that is. If you're on thirty k, you put whatever that is. Whatever is in the joint account covers the house, mm -hmm. the maintenance of the house. But hang on, if you're in love with this person, why can't we just put all our money in? No, 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 I'm not out here working in the name of love. Like, no, 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 no. For me, wow. no, 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 no. Whatever we decide to put in, like you could say- My money's your money. No, 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 no. You're not no, on no. that. Some of my money is your money. Wow. Some, not all my okay. money, no okay. way. Because if I wanted to buy, um, for example, expensive golf clubs, mm -hmm. she's like, no, 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 excuse me. I'm working hard for this money. I want to buy golf clubs. I'm not going in the joint account. I'm going into my account and buying that. If I want to buy a new car for myself, she can't tell me that I can't buy a new car because it's not the money that's affected. Everything in the house is being paid. It's covered. But if you turn around and say, okay, cool, we're gonna, we want to move house, for example. There's a, there's a child in the way, yeah? Then I understand that I'm gonna have to sacrifice buying golf clubs or changing my car in order to contribute to the new house. And you're not gonna be able to contribute as much because you're not earning as much. I understand that but I've still got to have some fun money to do whatever I want to do because I'm the one that's working hard. Do you play golf, by the way? No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right right okay. I can't say expensive football boots because they're, they're not expensive, but if I wanted to spend something, my money that I've earned on something big, I, I can voice it to her, by the way, I'm going to spend X amount of money on da 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 da, -da. Mm. But as long as it's not affecting the money that's going in the joint account, mm. I don't think she should have a problem with it. 
Do you think all the money? Do you think you could possibly have all the money in one account and everybody gets their allowances from those accounts? So not that, that you. That wouldn't work. So your allowance might be be able to cover everything for you. you. Might be like I don't know, two or three grand each a month. Yeah. And then the the main account has got the bulk of all the money. So anything that comes up that you haven't accounted for, you know, um, any of the the planning, the holidays, the buying things, it's all in that main account. I'm not going to say no, but. I'm not there yet. You can still buy your golf clubs. No, no, I'm enough. just saying, I just feel like I'm not there yet. I'm not, that, I'm not willing to be that transparent about how much I'm earning. Is that because you're not in a marriage or a relationship of that sort? Maybe, maybe. That's what I'm saying. If, you, I if you were, would if you, I, would if you I, mm, I don't know. I think that if you, if you buy into the idea of love, it's supposed to be what's mine is yours completely. Mm. And it could be problematic down the line if we start splitting things up. So I'm just, that's why I was kind of pushing back on the idea that we should just put it all into one pot. And out of that one pot, the rent comes out shopping comes out that's just one pot and when I want to buy a pair of trainers or whatever it is it comes out of that one pot the minute we start having I've got my little money over here what if you're separating that what else are we separating but you're going to be transparent about what you're separating and also I think I'm still transparent about it but it's just not going into that pot so for example the dishwasher breaks down you want to buy a new dishwasher is there enough money in that pot if it's not important to me then I'm not buying it out of my money (laughs) It's coming out of the So who's washing the dishes? <laughs> we can both wash the dishes. Okay, because it sounds like you're not going to fix the dishwasher. No, no, no. That's what it's going to be like. I wash the dishwasher now. It's like saying, um, for example, we're married five years in, I lose my job. But I'm used to coming home to cooked food. Mm-hmm. But now I've lost my job. Yeah. And now she's going to work. Does that mean... You must cook the food now. Exactly. Yeah, That's yeah. the thing. But does that mean that I should still, at eight o'clock where she comes home from work... Where's dinner? I sh- can I still sit there and be like, I've been at home all day, but <laughs> babe, where's dinner? <laughs> Things change. Yeah, so for, real, for, for me, I, I understand the whole premise of being transparent, but I'm just not there yet. Okay. I'm not there yet. Um, we have to do a part two, because I didn't even get into the idea of marriage being a business. I've got this whole thing in my head about it being less about love and more about business, but... We'll do, we'll do a part two on that one for sure. Listen, Shelly, uh, Teza and Queer, thank you very much for joining me on the show this week. Don't forget to subscribe to us if you haven't already. We're on YouTube, Blackademic uh, TV. Also, our website, blackademic.com. Uh, we're across all the socials, Facebook, uh, Instagram and Twitter. Follow us there too. Until next time, peace. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.